What's going on, folks? And welcome to another episode of Thoroughbred Teamsters Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Rich, from Northern California's Local 315. So before we get started, let me just check in real quick. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I took this week off for no other reason than just I like to take the week a week off in January after peak season hits. Kind of, you know, reset the mind and body. Uh, the older I get, the more I feel like it's needed. You know, I actually start looking forward to this week off around in, in about about November. So even before peak actually starts, I'm already looking forward to this week I usually take in January. I uh, had a blast, went to Vegas with the wifey, um, had a blast with her. You know, we usually have a good time out there, but there's just something, you know, we just let loose a little bit more this time. Um, stayed at Paris for a couple nights. Uh, great food, you know, just... Man, you, you know, you know, you know what happens in Vegas if you've been there. So, you know, basically just, just took care of business there, came back, dealt with the little one's five, fifth, uh, birthday. And, uh, it just seems like it's a never ending party with that. It just seems like every day is a new party or a new get together or, or new gifts coming or something. So, you know, juice for her on that. And, and the oldest one, uh, she seems to have had the least fun this week. She was, uh, she got sick, had about a 24 hour bug. Uh, went to school all week and, you know, kind of bummer for her, but she's a great kid, love her to death, and uh, she'll be turning, we're getting ready for her quinceanera this year. So, you know, that's just my brief check-in. Um, we'll, we'll get we'll get moving, we'll get moving on the episode. Um, this, this week's episode, we're going to discuss supervisors working, which is something I, I tend to take personally. So, you know, let's get started. Now, what I'm about to do is I'm just going to read a brief paragraph from the National Master Agreement. And again, the National Master Agreement is the contract that covers every Teamster at this company across the nation. We have the two NorCal agreements, the sort rider for the part-timers and the supplemental for the full-timers. And it does have language regarding supervisors working that kind of expands on what I'm about to go into, but that I'm not going to get too caught up in in all the details. Um, I just want to kind of give a brief explanation of what it is, why they can't, uh, why they can't do it. And, and then the interview that I I got with Lynn goes into a lot more details with with how we feel about it and how we deal with it, how we want, we, we approach it. So, you know, let me just read this paragraph right here and then we'll shoot straight into the, the interview with Lynn. Article three, section seven. The employer agrees that the function of supervisors is the supervision of employees and not the performance of the work of the employees they supervise. So right there, basically, basically, what it says is supervisors just need to supervise. They don't need to be doing our work. They don't need to be touching boxes, moving boxes, taping boxes, sorting boxes, loading boxes, unloading boxes. They don't need to be touching boxes. You know, that that's your work. That's our work. Protect it. They just need to supervise. They need to find someone to move that box. They need to find someone to tape that box. They need to find someone to sort. And and, and that's simple as that. You'd think, but no, it's a, it's a common issue every day, at least at Oakley. All right, so continuing. Accordingly, the employer agrees that supervisors or other employees of the employer who are not members of the bargaining unit shall not perform any bargaining unit work except to train employees or demonstrate safety. There's your exceptions right there. Training or demonstrating safety. And just because they say that's what they're doing, if you ask them about why they're touching boxes, why they're working, it doesn't necessarily mean 
that's what they're doing. I, I we get into this more in the interview with Lynn, but let me just say, just if if you are not the type to ask questions, you just want to do your work, and, and you and you see a supervisor working in your head, you're like, man, I know they're not supposed to be doing that, but I'm just minding my own business. I'm just doing this or that. At least observe them, kind of see what they're doing. Um, you, you know, you don't. I, I encourage people to ask questions like, hey, why are you, why are you working? Why are you, why are you taking my work? I encourage people to do that, but I understand that that's not something a lot of people are comfortable with, and I, I've been there, so I understand. But at least observe them. You know, what are they doing? It, who's around watching? Who's letting this happen? Is, are there higher seniority people there letting this happen? Are there people on layoff that you think that you know that you're like, man, it's, so-and-so sure could use this job right now? Um, is that your work? Are they Are they taking your work right there. So just at least be observant and just kind of, you know, keep putting the back track of your mind, how this is going down. Because once you start to realize the pattern, it all starts to add up. And there's a lot of money there that they are taking out of our pockets. So I don't want to get too much into that because we cover a lot in the interview with Lynn and I'm going to keep pushing that because it's an awesome interview and we are truly passionate about this subject. So that's why I was able to get her. So moving forward. However, in the case of acts of God, supervisors shall comply with the procedures in subsections B and C and may only perform bargaining unit work until bargaining unit employees are available. So, you know, there's been times where maybe the building will get five call-ins, five sick calls. And we used to have a we still do have an early call in this. It's rarely used now because, hey, why not? We got supervisors working and no one's going to report them. But technically, they're either supposed to call the layoff list first, and they're arguing, they're usually not going to. They're arguing, well, they will. They, I won't say they're not going to, but that's how it should start first. Work from the layoff list. And if no one on the layoff list is there or calls or responds or comes in, then you call in the early drivers on the early call in list. That's how it goes. So there's always someone that's usually going to be willing to work. Very, very rarely are they not going to be able to find someone to work to cover that shift or, or to, to, to get that work. But, but that doesn't help their numbers. So keep that in mind. The employer shall make every reasonable effort to maintain a sufficient workforce to staff its operations with bargaining unit employees. Simple. And in the last line. The employer also agrees that supervisors or other employees of the employer who are not members of the bargaining unit shall not perform perform bargaining unit work in preparing the work areas before the start of the employer's hub, preload, or reload operation. Nor shall the employer send any bargaining unit employee home and then have such employees work performed by a supervisor. Oakley Building. This happens there all the time. Again, let me read that. Nor shall the employer send any bargaining unit employee home and then have such employees work performed by a supervisor. Supervisors, I'm not going to say they do it every day. I, I can't say that, but we, we, we know you guys close out trucks. We know you guys send people home and have supervisors close out those trucks. We see that. We, we, uh, and this is where we would like you guys who are listening, you part-timers, questioning that. Man, if if you see work that a supervisor is doing and it's the end of the shift and you know they're trying to close something out, 
don't man go ahead and let them know hey i got that you don't got to touch it i got that i'll do that after i finish this right here or, or or you know just help you know i understand not everybody on the sort wants to you know be the last one there getting every minute they can but there's enough people there where i see there's a good solid what i'd say about 10 5 10 people at the end of every shift that are like what else needs to be done go-getters i call them go-getters you know, what, what else needs to be done? They're going and getting their, their work, their hours, their money. So, you know, don't be shy to be one of those people. Um, there's always work there. And again, if they're sending you home, let me, I just want to fill this in real quick because they're starting to do this again at the Oakley building. You are guaranteed 3.5 hours of work every day at the Oakley building, four hours for hubs. And if you are being told to go home, there's no more work and you haven't reached your 3.5 hours yet. Just ask for it, you know, and if they say, well, we ain't got no work and they want to argue, grab a shop steward um, or, you know, just let let them know you want to work. Uh, they are trying to get people out early right now. Uh, a lot of people aren't even meeting their 3.5 hour guarantee. And if you haven't heard the episode already, I did a, a an episode on that. Get your three, get your guaranteed hours, folks. Just get it. I'm not going to get too much into that again. Uh Again, it's, 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 it's critical. There's, you need 60 hours worked in order to maintain your benefits. Uh, I know this is the supervisor's working episode, but I just, I got to constantly throw that in there. Get your guaranteed hours, folks. So that's it with the, the, the reading. That's the contract language right there. Um, I was going to make this a two part episode, but I think I can, I'm, I'm able to get this still under 30 minutes. Uh, the total episode if I add Lynn's interview right now. So coming up next, interview with Lynn from the Oakley building. All right, so, so right now I'm here with Lynn from the preload. Uh, she's a uh, top dog on the preload. Second, uh, I mean, you're up there. You're top two, top. Yeah. Well, I'm the only <laughs> full timer on the preload. Okay, so. okay, okay. As a part timers, there's a couple that have probably about ten years on me, but. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So, so explain first. Let me ask you, how long have you been with the company? Twenty-three years. Twenty-three years, and have you always been at the Oakley Building? No, I started in San Ramon in 96, right before our first strike. I was really young, didn't know what I was doing, didn't know what I was getting into, but I kind of had faith that one day I would be able to be one of those drivers in the truck and, you know, went through the whole uh, strike procedure, learned a lot, but look, but looking back on it, I wish I was a little bit wiser, but, uh, you know, followed the part-time work out to Brentwood when, it, when the building was in Brentwood. 2001 and the very next month I became a full-time driver uh, in the Brentwood building um, as the only part-timer there so I followed that um, all the way out here to Oakley so I drove for about 15 years and then uh, when the position opened up for me to do uh, the shifting and the clerk over here in the Oakley building I um, put in for it so here I am I'm the only person on the preload that is not management that is full-time so actually going back I didn't know this about you you started in San Ramon yes I did and 
And you followed your work, was there, how did you follow your work from San Ramon out to here? Well, it was the preload work. They had a preload position that opened up and I was a preloader at the time. I had had several jobs in San Ramon, but at the time I was a preloader in uh, Paul Bloom back in the day. Yes. <laughs> good guy uh he actually encouraged me to come out instead of going full-time driving in san ramon and commuting every day which was the smartest thing i ever did i came out as the only part-timer in the building unloading trailers and you know doing whatever utility work was available and the next month they needed a full-time driver and guess what i was the only part-time employee they had to take me so there is the smartest move i ever made in the company because i became a driver a mile away from my home yeah, similar situation with my transfer, followed the work, maintained my seniority, and one of the best things that ever happened to me at UPS. Uh, but, but, but what we're here to talk about today, today's topic is supervisors working, which is a big no-no. It's, it's probably my biggest pet peeve when it comes to uh, con- contract violations, uh, at least not regarding safety. Mine too. And it's... It's a big issue. It's a constant issue. It's something that just never stops, um, it seems. Uh, here, the reason I brought, brought you, Lynn, today was, was to discuss that. We, we seem to, on the driver's side, we seem to have supervisors shuttling packages, helping other drivers, uh, and basically taking, I don't want to say taking their work, but yeah, they're, t- they're taking work. What, what issues do you have on the preload with supervisors? What issues have you had or do you have with the preload, with supervisors working? Um, the issue is is they, they never think that what they're doing is working or taking work or it's five minutes, it's only five minutes. I was just helping this person because they were stacked out. But what these guys don't understand is currently today we have about 15, 20 people that are laid off from the holidays that are sitting at home waiting for a phone call. That five minutes here is helping somebody move packages out of the way because they're stacked out five minutes here, move them blow by, 10 minutes on that side, that's somebody's job. So it's not really my money they're taking, but what, what's frustrating to me is getting these people that are pre-seniority to say anything, first of all, because they just want their job. They've been intimidated by some of these supervisors um, and, and they really just don't wanna say anything because they want to make seniority because they wanna work here. We have a good crew here on the preload and it's, it's hard because the supervisors have made friends or tried to be friends with them so they kind of on a personal level don't want to turn around and come tell on them so to speak but what I'm trying to get them to see is contractually they're not supposed to do anything that you do do unless they're training you and then that's another one they use oh well I'm training well (laughs) no you're not because if you're training that person is glued to your side and they're not doing anything you're showing them and demonstrating how to do the work. So that's been something that's thrown out there. Um, I've heard it all, but the most frustrating thing to me is you know, the lack of respect for the contract to where they actually, I would prefer somebody say, as a supervisor, hey Lynn, so-and-so's stacked out. I don't have anyone right now. Uh, I'm gonna work for 15 minutes, but we're gonna pay the guy that's sitting at home. Because we can't wait for him. Has that ever happened? I mean, I think in my three years working this shift, it's happened twice. Okay. And, and you know, like, I, I, what, what can you say at that point? You, you got to respect the fact that they see a problem, they're finding a solution, but yet they know that this isn't a permanent fix. But day after day, I look at the same supervisor doing the same shady things. 
oh, I'm scanning for misloads. Okay, well, you've been in that truck all day, and how did that truck miraculously get loaded while you were scanning it? You don't progress the packages. So, like I said, again, it's frustrating because I understand why they don't report it, and a lot of them just don't realize that that's their, 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 either their money because, hey, he helps you for five minutes. That's five minutes you're getting off the clock earlier, but you add that five minutes up over time, you could probably take your family on a vacation at the end of the year. I've sat and done the map with some of the preloaders, and I try to get them to even taking their breaks, <coughs> shooing them off the yeah. clock. I mean, that's a whole nother, whole nother. That, that's another that's episode. That's a whole nother I, episode. I've, I've worked on that, but I think we need to emphasize one. on that one. Yeah. Right. But yeah, the whole supervisors working is, it's very frustrating. So I've seen, I've seen it, um, but I've also seen the grievance procedure work. And I try to explain to these guys, um, hey, if you don't want to report it, let me know. I'll report it. Because at double time rate of an hour a day, and you add that up over five days, that's five hours at double time. That's 10 hours of double time pay a week. But, I mean, it's happened in the past. Um, I've received a pretty nice amount of money to take my family on a vacation. But I tell them, this is your money. This is your work. I'm not a part-timer. They're taking from your pocket. But if you're not going to do it, I for sure am because it's not right. So... I really wish that um, a lot of these guys would, you know, understandable in your first, you know, 70 working days, you're kind of green. You don't know what to do. You don't know what to expect. But I, I wish that after that 70 days, these guys would really take it seriously and really learn that they can't retaliate for you filing a grievance. If they do, that's a whole nother grievance. But, I, you know, and I tell them, if you're afraid uh, to file it, I'm not. So let me know, because I I don't have a problem letting them know that what they're doing is not contractually right. So that's kind of where I stand with it. I think with uh, one of the, I think the best way to get through to them is to help, is to, to the preloaders, is to to start changing their perspective on that. Like you said, they, I I almost, I, I don't have no proof of this, but I almost feel like, it's just knowing amongst management, hey, do your best to befriend these guys, drivers, new drivers, uh, part-timers, do your best to befriend them. And, you know, that'll minimize any issues such as supervisors working. I don't know if they do that for sure, but that, sometimes I feel like that's almost the thing. But when it comes down to it, if it ever comes down to your buddy, the supervisor, and your job are on the line, and one of you, and there's a discrepancy between something that happened Trust me, I've seen it enough times. Supervisors that you thought were your friends, your buddies, that you talk about sports with every day, you play video games with, every, whatever you do, I've seen it. I've experienced it. They, they will throw you under the bus in a minute. Under the bus. In a minute. So, so I think just kind of changing that perspective, helping, you know, like, like even if they're your friends, that like you guys are really friends before you got to the company, it happens. Um, I think there can be exceptions there. But if, if a supervisor is being superly, overly nice to you, and you just got there, trust me, it doesn't, it, 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 there's, a, there's a, a certain agenda behind that kindness to the new employees. Because as someone who's been here for 18 years, someone who's been here 23 years, mm-hmm. how often do those friendships last? Yeah, I don't hang out with I, these I don't, people I don't, I don't, yeah, Not on social media, nothing. I try, I don't even, I, I, I just can't perceive that. But I understand there's exceptions. So just be aware of that when you're talking to these supervisors, you know, preloaders, part-timers. Um, just kind of ask, what's, what's he trying to get out of me? 
You know, is he trying to get me, he, she trying to get me to work faster? He, she trying to, you know, uh, maybe overlook them working for five minutes across the belt for me? Because the way I look at it, that five minutes, it might not be nothing to you. But, but as Lynn mentioned, that's someone else's job. That's someone else's money. That might be your money. I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't let people reach in my pocket and take out a dollar helping themselves. And, and that's the way I look at supervisors working is, mm-hmm. is they're reaching into someone's pocket and taking out a couple dollars. Uh, maybe it's not a big deal to you, but that's just the way I look at it. Um, so I, I just think starting to change the perspective of these guys like, okay, we can tell them it's wrong. Hey, supervisors working is wrong. But, but why is it wrong? You know, we, we try to explain them. But we're only two people here. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're, a, if you're a, a high seniority part-timer, if you're a, a, a driver, man, start, start, start letting these part-timers know. Man, just, supervisors working is just taking money out of our checks, out of your checks, and it's, we're not protecting our work. Work is very limited, especially in the month of January, and we're, we're just, like, like, like she said, 15, we got 15 people laid off right now, and I bet you there's a good chance most of those people will never come back. Right. And, you know, and, I, and I've talked to some of those guys that are on layoff right now. They really wanted this job. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, they're not getting called back, whether it's seniority, maybe they upset somebody or, or whatnot. But it, it's just, it, it, we got to protect our work. We got to protect our money. It all piles up. Friends, fuck that friendship right now. You know what I'm saying? I mean, don't get, me, don't get it twisted. There's, there's not every management is like that. There are good dudes. And maybe even the guys that work are good dudes. But I'm sorry, I just have something against it when people are, are sitting there taking well, money out of our wrong. pockets. That's the yeah. thing about it. It's not like they, they do it. And, oh, man, I, you know what I didn't know? I didn't mean to do that. I've had... Uh, supervisors here as I'm working on the preload and uh, preload's gone and this is on road soups that will go out another door so they don't see me (laughs) so I don't see them leave in a package car well the thing is is I could always find out where they're going and what they're doing so that's what I'm saying like I don't I don't like that that we have to be like the FBI but we really do (laughs) we kind of do like we all got to look out for each other and that's why I appreciate some of the, you know, the groups that I've seen online, you know, our social media groups that kind of look out for each other. And I feel like for me, I am the only full-time one here. I need your guys' help with these part-time people, just making them aware. Like, and, and they think these supervisors, some of them are their buddies. And the, and the sad part about it is I've heard a preloader tell me, yeah, he told me, oh, oh, you want to go driving? I can make that happen. <laughs> I almost, I almost... <laughs> fell out of my seat. Wait, what? You can do what? Let me you, rewrite the contract wait, yeah, real let's, quick. I could do whatever you want. Like, it was just sick. Yeah. So that's what we're working with here. Like I said, there are some really good supervisors here that I have. You know, we joke around. We have a good time yeah. because I feel like that's important in your workplace. It's not us against them all the time. We got to work together. But I always do the right thing when I, when I do see a supervisor worker. I point it out to their boss. I give them the opportunity to correct it. And that that window is just getting smaller and smaller with me for you know one in particular supervisor but you know i always try to do the right thing and give them the benefit of the doubt but when you're giving them the benefit of the doubt three four times a week or a day then then it's old like today i had to text the supervisor and say hey look go ahead and pay me for the hour that your buddy was in there scanning a truck and loading it i mean i saw it it was pointed out to me because again the preloader didn't want to say anything because this preloader is right on the border of uh 
you know, seniority. So, you know, I get it, but at the same time, I really, I really want them to understand. I, I went down there and read the, uh, uh, you know, the article to them straight from the contract about supervisors working with the supervisor in the truck within an earshot. Cause I'm thinking maybe he needed to hear it too. But, you know, I read it out loud on the preload to them. Just gave them a little class at the end of the belt because I was just tired of it. They it, And they're slick. I had one that pulled a hand truck, threw packages outside on the hand truck, and wheeled them around to the front of the belt. Like, getting crafty. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on, bro. Like, you it's know. It's a cat and mouse game. Yeah. So, Constant. like I said, that's that's one of my biggest peeves is because, it, it, it again, you are not a teamster. If you wanted to be a teamster, you should have stayed a teamster because I'm pretty sure most of you were at one point. So, yeah. Now, now I'm not going to say it's easy to to call out management on on, on moving packages. Right. Um, I remember when I first became a steward a few years back, and it's like, all right, now it's time to start setting that example. Uh, The first person I had to call out was Alicia. Mm -hmm. That was... Now, me and Alicia... Cool as hell. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I mean, she's solid. We've had talks outside of work that tells me that she truly cares about her employees right. and beyond. So, so when you can demonstrate that, then then I can. I, I like that. Like I said, I'm not just anti-supervisor, anti-management, but plenty of them give me reason to not like them. Mm-hmm. But she's solid. But before I started realizing that, there was a little intimidating factor on calling her out on stuff. So. Mm-hmm. As a, as a shop steward, I had to stand there. I could feel a couple drivers looking at me like, you're going to let this happen. And I've never, at that point, I never really called out a supervisor for, for, for working. And 18, well, I think it was like here, 15 years. It's been 15 years in the company. I never really called out a supervisor like that. So it, it, it's, it's challenging. No one's asking anybody to call the supervisor out, but as a, as a, as a part-timer, you're allowed to ask questions. Hey, what are you doing working? Why are you taking my work? They're probably going to give you some drag on, on, on being, um, it being safety related or they're training somebody. And my experience is most of the time that's bullshit. Most of the time. I mean, there are times, but when you sit there and you ask some uh, management who's loading a truck, what are you doing? Training. And you look, and you're like, "Who are you training?" Yeah. You're, oh, you're uh, training the guy that's the been guy here two for trucks six down, months? loading in the truck that's been here for six <laughs> months. So I mean, be on the lookout for that. You're allowed to ask questions. No one's asking you to confront them. If you don't feel comfortable, don't. But please bring it to someone's attention because maybe we can get another part timer a job back. Right. Maybe we can uh, maybe we can get someone paid top seniority. Maybe maybe you might get the money for calling it out. I don't know, but but there are penalties for supervisors working, and and like Lynn said, they're not allowed to retaliate. There, there is it. You might fear it. They might be get creative and find ways to get it. But, but once you are able to get enough people on the sort to start questioning why they're working, then I think united, you become stronger. You, you do. It's a fact. You, when you can stand united and, and the numbers show it, you can start letting them know that this shit ain't cool. But, um, but, but back to my off my tangent. So it, it is tough to bring it to them. I, once I was able to bring that to uh, the supervisor's attention, you know, if I, I set the example. Like, look, I'm not letting this shit slide. You guys shouldn't let this shit slide. And, you know, people still let it slide. People call management and ask them for help. Like, I need help. Can you help me? Like, dude, you've been here 10, 15 years, and you're asking management to help you directly, not find you help, help you. Yeah, that's, you know, that's, that, that, right. that's another issue in itself. But so, so don't think that just because you feel uncomfortable doing it, let someone handle it who can, you know, um, 
and you know, let, let's try to protect our work, protect our wallets, and maybe protect someone else's job or get them a call back. I mean, it's, it, it's a hard, it, you have to fight consistently at it. It's not something that's like, hey, why are you working? Oh, okay, let me go call someone off a layoff. It's not that easy, but if we're consistent about it, we can, you know, we can make those things happen because it shows that we're serious about protecting it or, or looking for for the layoffs to come off but right and i've had i've had it happen since i've been filing um grievances on the preload where they said hey you know we called you know this guy this guy this guy and this guy and uh, we're waiting for this guy to come in and he said yes but until he gets here uh supervisor so-and-so is going to be working all right i respect that I don't have a problem with that. Like he's obviously you got to keep the operation running. Yes, yes. And that that goes for anything. If if there's late air sitting here in the building and and uh, there is no drivers, there's no utility people. They've called it. Air has to be serviced by a certain time. Yeah. That's another yes. exception. But like there are certain exceptions, but they're so few and far between that we don't ever really see them because they don't happen that often. So just nine be- times out of ten. Correct. Just because you have five sick calls and it's happened, doesn't mean your five supervisors can work the entire shift. They can right. work, they, what management needs to call in either drivers, or usually it's drivers, mm-hmm. or people on layoff, either way, and then they, they kind of go from there. So yes, there are other exceptions as well. I've rarely, it's been a while since I've seen mm-hmm. them do that, yeah. but it, that's contractually, that's what they're supposed to do. So um, let's, let's, we'll wind this down now. Is there anything else that you would like to give? I mean, you got ears, that, I mean, this podcast is hopefully going beyond the building. I, I believe it is, but is there any messages you want for part-timers, uh, younger members, newer members, anything you would like to close it out with? Um, just, you know, don't don't be afraid because the, the, the process really works. That, yeah, once they know you're afraid, then they know they got you and they yeah. can do whatever they True. want because they got you and you're just going to, you know, basically you're not going to say anything and, and they're the ones running the show here but when in reality like if you guys stand strong and you all like start asking the questions like oh hey are, are you are you filling in for somebody they go to the bathroom oh no well i'm just uh, i'm loading this truck because so and so okay well you know call them out because the minute they know that it's not just my eyes because i've had supervisors working and telling employees saying hey uh let me know when lynn comes <laughs> like come on now now i hope that it would be let me know when when somebody else besides myself jeanette was a good one on the preload when she worked the other side it's like we had eyes on both sides but she's not here i need more jeanettes i need more people that will stand up for what's right and it's not you're not calling out anything that's you know this is the contract this is what you know this is what we work for this is what we pay union dues for so you're not going to be retaliated against. If you are, if you're afraid, let me know. If yeah. somebody's intimidating you, somebody's questioning you, let me know. Because that's happened too. And and we we will squash that. Anything that I can't handle on the preload, I always bring it to you. I know if you can't if it's out of your realm or you don't know, we we call in people. The big guns. You know, we call in the big guns. We've had issues come out and I know you've seen you know, people have probably seen Teamsters here this week. Well, you know why? Because we had an issue. And we call them and they come. And if it's bigger than them, they bring more. If you see a, te- a, a slew of Teamsters walk in the building, you better believe that's because somebody called them out here. You got backup. It's not just me. It's not just you. It's We've got, go down to the local 315. That's your, that's your family. That's your brothers and your sisters out there that'll come when you need them. So, you know, it's all pretty much all I got for you. But Well, I, I think... Uh, I think that's a good closeout. I think that's good advice. Uh, hopefully you guys take this consideration. Again, it's a process. It's not something that happens overnight. Um, 
coming live from the Oakley building right now. It looks like the school next door has a recess, so <laughs> sorry if the kid's screaming is an interruption. But, you know, thanks for listening. Lynn, thank you for taking time out of your day. We've been planning this for a while. Um, yep, I, this definitely ain't the last time that we'll be talking on, on here. And um, you know, I, I appreciate your 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 input. Cause yeah, it, it's no very, You are... The, I, I, in my mind, I always refer to you as the mama bear at this building. So you are the eyes and ears here. You're the muscle, too. So, you, But she needs help, folks. You know, start, start helping her help you guys. That's really what it comes down to. So, uh, again, Jay Rich, Thoroughbred Teamsters Podcast, and I'm out. So that's the episode for today, folks. Um, huge shout-out to Lynn. Uh, we, we've been trying to get that interview going for for a while now uh it's tough because she worked we work different shifts um we're both constantly busy you know it's just it's just hard to to even squeeze in 20 minutes to to try to get something done that we are both completely passionate about and wanted to share that discussion with you so so lynn thank you i look forward to having you on again um if anyone else out there you got something that you're passionate about at the work spot uh reach out to me let's talk about it uh you, you know how to get a hold of me if you work with me. Uh, Concord Building, if you know, you, most of you know how to get a hold of me. That that was at least there. Man, that building's changed so much. But a lot of you out there know how to get a hold of me. And if if you're covered under the Northern California Agreement or even anywhere, you know, feel free to reach out to me on, on Snapchat or Twitter at NorCal Teamster, all one word, NorCal Teamster, N-O-R-C-A-L-T-E-A-M-S-T-E-R singular not plural so hit me up let me know what you're thinking and uh, again shout out to lynn thank you and look forward to the next episode peace